Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 28 of Mist Conceptions. I'm your host, MC Clap Your Hands. Happy summer, everybody. I hope that you are having a wonderful time outside, enjoying the sun, the lakes, rivers, barbecues, whatever you do outside. Uh, but I hope you're not enjoying it too much. Remember, drink water, put on your sunblock, things like that. And I want to give a special shout out to our SoundCloud listeners right now. I checked this past week, and we had over a hundred listeners and subscribers on SoundCloud. Uh, that is amazing. So hats off to you, SoundCloud listeners. I uh, I'm so happy that you listen to the show. I'm so happy that there are so many of you that listen to the show. Uh, and I mean, a hundred, so many, whatever. I appreciate everyone that subscribes to our channel and listens to this nerdy thing we do. So SoundCloud listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I can't wait until we have 200 listeners on SoundCloud. If you like this show and you want to support us, uh, you can do that two ways. You can go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, telling people what you like about the show, maybe what you don't like about the show, uh, and you can also support us monetarily through our Patreon. If you pledge at the $2 a month level, you get a shout-out on the podcast. If you pledge at the $5 a month level... You get access to all of our episodes, which are uncut and unedited, which is pretty cool because you get to listen to all of our off-topic conversations that I had to edit out to make the episode a reasonable length. Well, that's all I have to say before this episode starts. It's a pretty good one, so uh, let's get to it. You got this. Tonight's a big night. Everything's gonna go off without a hitch. Got your hair right. Suit. All right. Where's my suit? Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Tonight's a gala. Tonight's gonna be great. You've prepared for this. Everything's gonna go well. Mr. Hamill is gonna win in a landslide even before the polls open. And you know what? He's gonna be so impressed with your work that he's gonna look at you and say, Deacon, you're the new DA of the city. And if mom and pa could see me now. I mean, Paul wanted me to play football, but that obviously wasn't going to happen. So, here I am. And you know what? In a world where superheroes don't exist, maybe this is a way that I make the city a better place. So, um, how is this episode opening up? So, the boys are standing in, um, the men are standing in Faye's apartment in their, like, tuxes, just in case, because you're going to drive, so. And Faye and Esther come out, come out, Faye's, like, dragging (laughs) Esther (laughs) along. Um, Esther has her shoes in her hands. She's not wearing them yet. (laughs) And, like, walk out and face, like, all, like, showing off and, like, twirls in front of the guys and, like, poses in front of them. And Esther cleans up, like, really well, but she's not So she, she looks really good, but she's not, like, working it. Right. Okay. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Esther throws her shoe at him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Really, w- any any encouraging words right now? <laughs> you women look fantastic. Thank you. Do either of you have concealer that'll match my tone? <sighs> Let's just go. And. I need to cover up my tattoos on my neck. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm not joking. <laughs> Faye runs back and like comes out with like three different um, BB creams. <laughs> <laughs> He's testing to find the right one. You know what I love about this podcast? <laughs> Is when Jaime does physical things and acts them out at the table. No, I can't, can't hear that. <laughs> can you hear that, listeners? Of him acting out. <laughs> you can't hear your skin rubbing together. Can you really? Yes. So I am I am rubbing the different concealers on my hand Trying in my imagination. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I found the one that works. Right. And I conceal. Did you um, paint the SUV a different color? Or is it still black? Still black. Yeah. So y'all y'all go downstairs and. There is Esther's SUV, almost as if it was never shot up in the first place. Finally, something's going right in my life. Okay. <laughs> A simple well, thank you would have sufficed. Thank you for that canned response. I worked on it all by myself. Oh, Bill I'm going to kill Bill you. literally did all of it, Ren, so you're not so fooling So they're, me. like, um, fighting. You weren't here. And they're, like... Um, a few feet away from the car, and like Esther, while they're arguing and distracted, Esther's like looking at the car with a big old smile on her face. Does she like she's give the car excited. like yeah. a big hug? Yeah, she's super excited that her SUV is okay and Side back together. <laughs> yeah, it just turns out they glued uh, cardboard to the side and spray painted over it. <laughs> no, I don't know how good it'll look after tonight, though. Let's hope it stays this nice. We're going to have a flawless night. Right. It's going to be fantastic. We've prepared. This is the most we've ever prepared for our mission. That is true. And as, we look awesome. As long as we don't come out guns blazing. Yeah, Bill. Rin. Don't shoot anyone <laughs> until you get the okay. What was our word for it's okay to shoot now? It's okay to shoot now. No. Exactly, because Ran we can't shoot. say it any other way. Please shoot. Shoot them all. Okay, fine. If we... I can't do that in an accent. <laughs> I'm just gonna say now, Ren. <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. How are you? How are you enacting plan? What's going? It is a uh, a few hours, or maybe an hour before the the gala is supposed to start. Before the doors open at the uh, William H. White Convention Center. Ren's got this like spiffy little box, and he like pops it open and he's like look i made a tiny uh discreet comlink so that you guys could talk to us and no one would be able to know that you're talking to us so in case you're in danger you could coodaloodaloo and i would come in guns a blazing and shoot everyone i mean yes i would shoot everyone 
great pacifist. <laughs> uh, great, no, Ren, that's that's really amazing. Thank you for making this. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Are they always on? Yes. Okay, cool. And you like slide them in your ear, um, and the way it looks, like it is perfectly fitted to everyone's ear, it is perfectly toned to everyone's skin tone, and so it is. it almost seamlessly just fits in with your ear and does not draw any attention to it. Um, I could, we could drop you off, y'all off at a cafe uh, nearby before we go and pick up Pip, if you would like, or you could take my car, however you want to do it. You're going to drop the women off in their high heels at a nearby cafe to book it. Rin is literally reading Esther's mind right now, now as she's glaring at it. There's a... It's like caddy corner. No, no, no. Don't don't wait. Remember, we already set up for the town car to pick us up. Oh. And take us. So Bill can go get Pip. Are you going to pick him up in this SUV? Yeah, that's the plan. Is there a way to hide the entire lab we have in the back seat? We already took care of it, actually. Oh, great. Solid. Mm-hmm. Y'all on top of things. The boys drive off in the SUV to go get Pip, and the girls are eventually picked up by their town car to take them to the gala. Right, so let's do uh, picking up Pip first. So you pull up at the, the office. When you arrive, you send a text or an alert or something like that to his secretary to know um, that it's time to come down. So you pull up. A few minutes later, Pip comes down fixing his suit jacket, uh, you know, straightening his tie. Um, he uh, opens the door, slides into the back seat, um, and you see Deacon kind of run up after him and say, uh, Good luck tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll see you there, Mr. Hamill. Uh, yes, Deacon. Uh, you have a good night, too. Uh, see you there. Closes the door. All right, driver. I have a city to woo. Let's be on our way. All right. Sounds good to me, sir. We'll get going then. Okay. What is your, uh, as the camera light pans from Pip to you sitting in the front seat, what is your uh, disguise? I have... A handlebar mustache. <laughs> I, I knew it would be some sort of elaborate mustache. <laughs> a handlebar mustache. I have some some aviator sunglasses on, and I have traded in my cowboy hat for, um, we'll say a bowler. We'll say a bowler hat. Okay. I'm, I imagine that the handlebar mustache, though, is made out of his tattoos. So there's just like oh. this tattoo mustache that is in Is that what glory. you did? No, I have like a fake mustache on. Okay. Ignore the. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good idea, though. <laughs> I like it. But then uh, I'd have a tattoo mustache. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you drive off. Uh, Rin, you hear all this in the uh, the back in the uh, the battle science van section. Yeah, science. Yes, science. Mixing liquids and. <laughs> yeah. That exactly okay. I do need to talk to him for a little bit if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, have you considered an emergency plan? Uh, do you have a security detail? And uh, yes, yeah, actually, uh, people will be meeting me there. Okay, and what time? What time should I, should I just be waiting out here the whole time? Uh, no, please, if you want to come in and get some refreshments, I mean. Don't drink and drive, but sure, come inside, have a little. Uh, the gala should be over at about ten o'clock. All right. So who do I, who do I talk to if I want to go inside? Do I just say that uh, you're okay to me? Or how does that work? 
Just tell them Pip sent you. All right. Will do, sir. Do you have a music preference? 90s punk. (laughs) (laughs) I love our bigger. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Whatever you like, driver. All right. Sounds good. I just put on, like, some smooth jazz. (laughs) Nice. Not every smooth jazz song is Careless Whisper. All right, so, girls, where are y'all doing? Do we know... You may not be able to tell me this, but do we know if there's going to be security going into the event? Like metal detectors? Oh, yeah, there will be, yeah. What are you doing during the event? I... That was my toe. <laughs> I am breaking toes and making names. <laughs> um, I imagine that I'm out in the van. Um, I mean, like listening to comms with you guys, but also, um, I don't know, like watching the security cameras and stuff at the gala. We don't have a way to get Esther's gun in the door. You do if Bill says that he's a security guard for Pip, since Pip said he's got him covered. I think that might be a little difficult to do. Um, could you sneak it in with, like, a vine or something? Like, slide it up and around? Uh, this is a metal detector. Yeah, but, like... Pop a w- window open. Oh, you want me to put it around the metal detector? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, could you have a vine, like, go along the roof or something and meet you out a window? Uh-huh. Or, I no, know. I see what you're saying. I know we're... I feel like that's stretching it a lot. <laughs> Is there a plant that could cover it enough that it wouldn't set off the detector? Or a way to conceal it in a mm-hmm. purse so that they wouldn't see it when it went through the, like, thingy, the x-ray thingy? Mm-hmm. Rin can maybe come up with something like that, but you've already gone your separate mm-hmm. ways. Yeah, I know. So, um, the, it's a building, not just like an open space. So the, uh, the convention center is downtown. It is in the ritzy part of town. Um, it is like, there's a busy highway that drives through, um, the freeway or whatever. It is mixed in with a lot of tall buildings. Uh, the convention center itself is kind of squat, uh, maybe two story, um, the sports stadium is not too far away. I'm just going to say a basketball stadium. Um, but the place itself, since you have been looking at blueprints and things like that, uh, there is the main ballroom where it's going to be happening. There is the pre-event area where like people mingle, like the lobby, I guess. Um, but you will be coming in through the main entrance. There will be metal detectors there, metal detectors there. Um, just simply because there will be so many upper elites of the city here and, you know, political debates and things like that. And then there's the staging area in the back where, you know, the uh, caterers bring in the food, cook the food, prepare it, take it out. That's what you, that's what you know. What if before we walk in, we hid your gun by the back door where the caterers are? And then once we're in, we'll go grab it from back there. Do you think that's possible? I just don't want to risk somebody else getting it. 
That's fair. Do you want to go in without it? No. We may not have any other choice, though. I mean, I can still do damage without my gun. Okay. Where do you want to leave your gun? You can say that you left it at the the apartment. Yeah. Since in the you're van. in the town car. Yeah, I I think I left it at the apartment. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to say that your town car and the SUV with Pip kind of arrive at the same time. Uh, there is a rush of people getting out of their cars, going up, checking in, things like that. Um, and I'm now going to introduce this scene's story tags. So, um, this is something that really we probably should have been doing for the entire podcast. But <laughs> each scene, there is also story tags. Uh, and these are things that, one, describe what the scene looks like, but also can be used mechanically. Like, if you wanted to use one of these tags in a roll, you could burn it, just like you would burn any one of your tags to give yourself a plus one. Uh, now, what this means is it cannot be used mechanically again. However, that doesn't mean that it's not still there. It just means that its narrative potential has already been used, and you would need to use something else. Um, you as characters, by using Change the Game, you can also create your own story tags, uh, like some of you did with the last photo montage. But these are the uh, story tags that describe this scene. So I probably should have read them before I put them on the other side of my GM screen. So could somebody do that for me, please? Giant glass chandelier. Okay. Top of the line security. Packed with the elite of the city. And fine dining tables. Okay. So that is the scene you get as you walk in. Uh, this is a very regal gala. You see people from all parts of the city, the upper elite, uh, finely dressed with their cocktail dresses, flowing dresses, nice tuxedos. Um, you see dining tables set up in a pattern. You see a stage where there are two, uh, not kiosks, um, podiums where the mayoral candidates will eventually be debating. Um, but for right now, everyone is mingling either in the pre-event area or in the actual ballroom. Uh, some are sitting down and things like that. Um, just so many people. Um, but girls, as you walk up, um, you reach the front desk and they say, uh, can I have your tickets, please? Deacon said he was leaving tickets for us. Esther Black. Esther Black. Um... Here is this, and your name, ma'am? Faye Carver. Excellent. Here you go. He hands you the tickets. He takes them back. He tears them in half. It says you may go through. So you walk through. You have no metal or anything on you, so you get through fine. Um, Bill, you pull up. Uh, Pip opens the door and straightens his tie and says, It's a good day, driver. Good luck out there. And he steps out. Um... And girls, on the inside, uh, what are y'all doing? Um, what? Hmm, we're like mingling, mm-hmm. um, using all of our like tactics that we learned throughout the week. Um, I did want to note that I don't know about Esther, but Faye at least has like a small clutch, um, that has like a small bag of dirt in it. Should she like not be able to access? Nearby dirt. <laughs> Don't mind that. And then it's also got, like, a small compact mirror and, like, um, just, like, 
typical things that would be in a purse. Mm-hmm. Um, should you, she need to use? Could we that? say that your clutch is actually just made out of plants? That it's just like it's like an eco-friendly <laughs> clutch. Yeah. Succulents, like all yeah, it's just like succulents yeah, that have sure. been like bounded together, and so you don't even need like a bag of dirt. It's just like dirt is lining right the clutch. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I like that. Okay. Um. All right. So you're mingling, uh, walking around. Um, as you're mingling, uh, Pip walks in, and immediately, you know, the flash of photography, reporters coming up. He's shaking hands with people. He's working the crowd. Uh, even before this debate has started, you see he is somewhat of a crowd favorite. Um, but he starts working his way around the room, thanking everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Yes, a new future for the city, and you're all part of it. He keeps walking around and talking to people. Um, but what do you want to do? The, uh, the debate part of it is not supposed to start for maybe another hour. Um, we're making like small talk and stuff like that, but keeping an eye out for what's his last name? Carmike Carmine Giuseppe. Giuseppe. (laughs) We're keeping an eye out for Jimmy. I said Giuseppe. Yeah. And Jimmy the Butcher. Not that we think we're gonna see him, but like watching for him. Okay. And just like you know, on alert. Okay, and just uh, just to refresh my memory, what are the three tags that you created during your last photo montage? Got your back, working the room, and knowing the faces at the gala. Okay, you do manage to find Carmine Giuseppe. He is in a corner by himself. Um, well, not by himself, but you see him sitting over there. He has a female attache, uh, and you see some people around him with very visible... Um, Palms running up from underneath their shirts or the collar of their shirts into their ears. Uh, dark sunglasses, obviously his bodyguards. Um, but he is sitting in the the corner, uh, just sipping wine, enjoying uh, enjoying his time here. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go up and talk to him, and I'll come in if you need me? I guess now or never. Good luck. Um, what was our code word again? More wine. Okay. Something about wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. That's an alcoholic reference. Okay. Go for it. You got this. Good luck. I approach Carmine. Okay. Would he know Esther at all? Like the bar or anything? Who? Carmine Giuseppe? Mm-hmm. You, you've never seen him. Was he anybody that my dad knew? Like I said, you've never seen him. No, not really. Mm. You walk up, and one of the bodyguards steps up, puts his hands out. Hey, where do you think you're going? Oh, I was um, just wanting to introduce myself. Mr. Giuseppe is not taking guests right now. But it's a party. And you're not invited. But I was. I had a ticket. And it's not his party. This corner is not for you. You don't even know who I am. He looks at the other bodyguard. The bodyguard shrugs. <laughs> All right, then, lady. Who are you? Esther Black. He, they kind of, <laughs> as you stick out your hand, they 
reflexively flex and um you see like one of their suit jackets open and you can clearly see a glock like wedged up underneath his armpit he does not shake your hand but from the shadowy corner what was your name girl esther black let it through boys they step to the side she is screwed and you step forward uh carmine giuseppe is a large man not muscular um but he is large he has enjoyed his life his large hands have stay focused his large hands have rings all across them um think you know, almost like world Michael Jordan World Championship rings, all decadent. He has a fine suit, finer than most of the people here. He has golden chains that hang around his neck. Uh, even his ears have little, um, not little, but diamond-studded earrings in them. Um, you see this scantily dressed lady is like stretched across his shoulders. And he looks up and he motions for you to sit down and he looks to the girl next to him and waves her away and she gets up very sulkily like stares daggers at you and gets up and stomps away clack, 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 with her heels and your name was Miss Black yes Carmine Giuseppe A pleasure to finally meet you Esther finally meet me mm, yeah How's the uh, the bar going these days? I'm screwed, you guys. Uh, well, it's it's gone better. <clears throat> yeah, I had uh, I'd heard. Tell me what uh, what brings you to this event tonight? It's a little hard to <clears throat> believe the owner of some rundown dive bar down in the Straits would get a ticket to a place like this. Unless you had connections. Well, I mean, I am a part of the city. That you are, Miss Black, that you are. Do you How's need a business drink? going for you? Oh, business is always good for me. Would you like a drink, Miss Black? Yes, you would. <laughs> and Bill and Ren are just like chanting. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Into the comms. Bill is not written. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's dragging everyone into. He looks over to a table that is not in this corner, but kind of next to it. And you see a lady with um, a pantsuit with horn-rimmed glasses and her dark hair kind of tied up in a knot with, you know, the, I don't know, cross sticks through it. He motions and she quickly gets up and marches off to where the bar is. She'll get you something nice. Now, Miss Black, um, who, uh, which candidate are you interested in? Well, maybe I haven't fully decided that yet. Well, I guess, uh, I guess this event is all for that. All for getting off the fence and knowing which side you're on. But I'm guessing you already know which side you're on. <laughs> I'm on my side. He takes his martini and takes a sip. 
And which side is your side? The side of making money, my dear. The city has been good to me, and I plan to be good right back. Do you have any advice for a business owner like me? Be careful who you get into bed with. I don't play the same games you play. (laughs) He smiles. Nah, few people do. At this moment, the nicely dressed woman walks up, stiffly hands you a drink, and then goes back to where she was sitting. Now, Miss Black, what you have to understand about this city is that everybody has an angle. Everybody's working something. Everybody's hiding something. But if you want to be successful, you got to know how to play the game. We all got secrets. That's not really what the game is about. The game is finding out the secrets. Finding out what made people tick. Although sometimes you might have some skeletons in your closet. Take a sip, Miss Black. Enjoy your time. She does not take a sip (laughs) of the drink. He stares at you. Take a sip. This isn't exactly my drink of choice. As he says, take a sip. You feel this urge come over you. Um, roll a face danger. I don't wanna. <laughs> Do you have anything that would help you resist um, psychic manipulation? I don't know if my inspire calm from my ring might like, like maybe I've been using that to just like keep my head about me. I don't know. Um, Daddy's lessons. Yeah, and that was the other thing. Um, life lessons or something. Um, I don't know. What say you? Hmm. I will say your. I have reacted before um, it happens, too, but I don't know. No, I don't think that would happen. Yeah. Um, maybe you're Inspire Calm, working on yourself, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep his whatever he's trying to do at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and roll a face danger with a plus one. Oh, my God. <laughs> What'd you roll? Snake eyes. <laughs> okay. You feel this wave come over you after he says, take a sip. And even though this isn't your drink of choice, you see your hand reach out. Grab the slender stem of the drink, hold it up to your lips, drink it. You down it in one whole sip, and then you set it back down. And Carmine Giuseppe looks at you and says, There, don't you feel better, Miss Black? I mean, you know it will. And he reaches across and he puts his huge hand on your hand. I'm your friend. You I'm going to assume that Faye sees me down the drink and realizes that, like, this is not how I typically drink. Yeah. All three of them can hear everything that's happening. But they can't see me take oh, the yeah, drink. Oh, yeah, that's true. So oh, she can. sees yeah. it. And yeah. she recognizes that this is not. Faye, you see all this happening. What do you do? Ren, are you there? Yeah, what's up? 
I need eyes on all of the exits. I don't know if they're going to try to get Esther out of here, but I'm going in. Okay. Um, then she's going to walk over. Okay. And as you are weaving your way through, almost like parting through the sea of faces coming right towards you, you see Deacon Smith with a big smile. Hey, how are you? You got in. Great. Deacon, it is so good to see you. <laughs> well, thank you. He, like, straightens his little bow tie. Um, hey, uh, I was so mixed up. A uh, couple of things. Uh, he has, like, two ribbons. Or not ribbons, but, like, strings tied on two of his fingers. <laughs> and he takes one takes it off. Mediterranean Enterprises. Got it. She, like, hooks his arm and starts walking with him. Okay, we are walking. Um, second thing, uh, how is Miss Williams? Uh, how is she doing? Face stops and turns. Um, wasn't he there? Didn't we tell him mm-hmm. about that? Mm-hmm. And about her dying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But remember, James is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure. James hasn't mentioned her recently. Have you heard anything about her? Oh, no. I I mean, uh, I haven't heard or seen from her since we uh, helped her with her whole legal problem, uh, getting able to move out, out from underneath uh, Mr. Smalls. <laughs> what a jerk, am I right? Um, but, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard from her. That's, that's why I was asking you, actually, uh, wondering how James and, uh, and Mrs. Williams worked out all the, uh, the arrangements of her move. Yeah. Deacon, I feel like I had a dream where one day we met at a bar and talked about all this. Is that, is that real or was that a dream for me? Do you remember that? A bar. I remember uh, she made us some lasagna or something and we went over. And we had a good time. We helped her pack up. Right, right. I can't believe I forgot about all that. Well, I really want to catch up with you about this, but I'd like to... Um, Go talk to Esther and bring you with. Give you a chance to see her. Would you like to come? Oh, sure. Where is she at? She's over here with um, Mr. Oh, my God. And he, like, pulls you back. What the? What is she doing sitting at the table? That's crime. I just sent me the mailbox. I know. She's, you know, just getting to know other business owners. He looks at her, and Esther has this vacant look in her eyes. Um, she's just sitting there, and Carmine is just, like, leaning forward, his his fingers interlaced between his other fingers. He's just, like, talking, but you can't... Uh, he's talking very softly, and you can't really make out what he's talking, even with the uh, the earpiece. Um, anyways. He starts shaking his head. This, I, when I got you tickets, I did not think you would be doing this. Please, this cannot come back to me. Okay. I know he doesn't have connections in the office, but he has connections everywhere else. He's a dangerous Deacon, man. Deacon, it's okay. You don't have to come with me. Why don't we catch up with you later? What are, what are you going to do? I'm just going to go get her. No, no, I can't. Oh, got to be here. Got to be here. Got to be here. Okay. Carmine Giuseppe together. You're the best, Deacon. I knew you could do it. And she, like, tightens her grip and, like... And he, like, doesn't move for a second. <laughs> and then you tug him again. He slowly comes with you. Uh, the guards stop you. 
Mr. Giuseppe isn't taking any more visitors. Oh, that's no problem. I just came because I have someone who is dying to meet Esther, and so I just came to to bring her over, me and Deacon. I don't know if you know Deacon. He's great. You would love him. But I was just coming to get Esther. Deacon has, like, this not sheepish grin, but, like, very awkward and (laughs) scared grin on his face. They look at the both of you. This corner's off limits. That's fine. I don't want to go into your corner. I just have someone that needs to see Esther right away. Deacon speaks up. Yes. Miss Black, could we borrow you a second? Um, and Esther's head doesn't turn, but uh, Carmine looks up at the both of you. Seems you'd have some friends here to take you, Miss Black. I enjoyed this drink we had, and I enjoyed getting to meet you. Maybe I'll make a stop by your bar sometime. It's been a while. And please remember, we're friends, Miss Black. If you ever need anything, you can always ask. And he taps you on the shoulder, and you stand up, and you walk to the edge of the table, and then you... Come back to your senses. Faye grabs Esther, like, links her arm through hers, has let go of Deacon. She's not, like, holding <laughs> So, yellow brick roading this. <laughs> not being escorted by right. Um. So she says, like, just starts talking normally, like, Esther, do you remember John Wilcox? He wanted to meet you and talk to you about your bar and some repairs, and, like, her voice is fading as they, like, walk away, okay, okay. and Deacon is walking with them. Yes, John Wilcox. That is a man we know. Come, Esther. And you finally, like, get out of your shot. And Deacon, like, almost doubles over, but, like, grabs his waist, just... <laughs> Breathe, Deacon. It's all okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You faced your fears. Look how strong you are. I'm a hero. 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 Okay. Um, is everything okay here? Yeah, everything's fine. Good. I'm going to go make the rounds. going to go say hi to uh, Mr. Hamill. Um, don't go back over there. And enjoy your stay. <laughs> and he walks away. Uh, so let's go to the bathroom real quick. Esther follows. I'm okay. just going to ask her, like, how are you feeling? What happened? What do I, like, remember? So you what? remember him telling you, take a sip. And you took a sip. And then, uh, you know, he said the stuff about we're friends and things like that. But there was a time where he was whispering to you. Mm-hmm. You can't remember what he said to you. And the next thing you know is you snapped out of it. And Esther, or Faye and Deacon, like, escorted you away. I didn't figure anything out. Um... Do I remember that he said that he knew my dad? Do I remember that? Mm-hmm. But he... He knew my dad. But I've never seen him before. I don't know. Do you feel okay? You have yeah? A, you have a sour taste in your mouth because you drank a drink you didn't want to drink. <laughs> I mean, that was not a good drink, but... <laughs> Well, we can get you a different drink. Just something feels weird, so just stay close. And if anything comes up, just let me know, okay? Yeah. 
I really think I'm fine, though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry that he knew your dad. I know that's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Faye gives her, like, an awkward side hug. (laughs) Astro gives her a side glance when she does that. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? Okay. We cut to the the boys. What are y'all doing in the SUV? Where where is the SUV and what are y'all doing? Um, so we drove through like the the front of the thing to drop off Pip. Then we just kind of drove around the side and, and parked on the curb mm-hmm. so that he's close enough to do what he needs to do. And I am, uh, I think. Well, I'll just talk to. Hey, Ren. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, head inside because I think it'd be good to have eyes on. On Pip and see what's going on with Esther and Faye. So, um, do you need anything else from me? You need me to move the car? Are you good here? Nope, you're good. I've got a perfect connection to inside. Um, I should be fine. You've got your uh, earpiece. Uh, we're already listening in on everyone else's conversations. And so, I think everything should be fine. Just, uh, yeah, it's a good location. Just let me know if there's uh, anything that you need. Okay. Can we say we're parked by the service like entrance, like uh, sure, like you parked catering people would come and like go to the kitchen and stuff. You're uh, so there's like a service access that kind of like goes down off the road to kind of this unloading area in the back where you know the trucks pull up, things like that. And you are parked on the curb, not in front of, but like not too far away from that uh, access road. So I'll relay that to them. Okay. I don't want to actually relate it, but y'all heard okay. somebody. So <laughs> he whispers in your ear, we are next to the access road to the service center. Not service center. All right, and I'm coming in. Um, do we want Do we want to not know each other? Like, I feel like that'd probably be the best course of action. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he saw us. Yeah. I mean, like, he saw all four of us at Deacon's office. So Pip did. Yeah. And so he doesn't know that you're... All right, well, I'm just going to go in and uh, just be a driver, I guess. Get free drinks. <laughs> Not too many. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Okay. So you walk up to the, the front desk. Uh, you tell them that Pip sent you, your Pip's driver. Uh, and they say, oh, yeah, they he told us. You go right in. You see much of the same scene they did, uh, the mingling of faces, people everywhere. Um, what do you want to do? Go to the bar. Hey, give me a whiskey on the rocks, three fingers. He starts making that drink. All right. Thanks. Take it, and I just kind of walk around, like, just kind of looking at people. Like, not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to anybody, but I'm just Actually, gonna... as you are, <laughs> as you're getting your drink, uh, you hear a voice from, to your side. Well, well, well. That is an awful disguise, by the way. You turn and you see Linda Lockwood like leaning against with her whiskey on the rocks. Who? What are you talking about, lady? So I guess Mary Poppins, Mad Max, Chrome Dome, they're all here. You know, for somebody who works in a field that requires discretion, you don't seem to have much. This might not be my first class. Well, then it should probably be last. That's fair. She swigs it down. <sighs> but, you know, whatever. 
Here I am. What are you doing here? She swaggerly like holds open her arms. I'm the MC for tonight's event. So while she's talking, I'm still like keeping a beat mm-hmm. between her and Pip. Okay. Yeah, you see Pip. He is still making his rounds. Uh, you see Deacon right next to him, kind of chatting and shaking hands as well. He looks a little sweaty. Do I spot them? Um, no, because they're in the bathroom right now. That's right. Okay. But they can hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. They hear that you are in talking to Linda. Uh, you might even hear Esther go, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the MC for tonight's event, you know, intrepid reporter by day. I get told what to do because I have a pretty face by night. All right. I'm going to lean in kind of close to her and I'm going to say, Okay. Well, since you're here, you should probably know that something might happen to Pip, and we intend to make sure that doesn't happen. So if you see anything, let me know somehow, and stay on your guard, please. Yeah, you're uh, talking about this, and she, like, swings her messenger bag around and kind of opens it up and pulls out the little flyer that y'all found in Fat Tony's and then slides it back in. What the heck? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I'll be up there. And she points to this table where there's a mic set up. Um, MC table. That's where I'm going to be. All right. Well, if things go south, the plan is to get him out of the service exit into our vehicle. Who? Uh, Pip? Yeah. Um, she pats on the shoulder. See you, tats. And she walks away. And Ren w- talks into the mic, and he's like, did she call me Chrome Dome? That is insulting. <laughs> Bill finishes his the rest of his drink in one, in like one go, slams it down, and says, here you are. I don't think I'm going to be drinking anything else. Thanks, Sparkeep. And, like, walks off. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the names that she called us? Uh, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, Mad Max, and Chrome Dome. Yeah. Why am I Mad Max? <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Because <laughs> you can pull all the vines out of the bag and do it. Because you're British. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Mary Poppins' bag. Super cool. Anyways, um... What are you doing? You get your drink, talk to Linda. You see Pip just making the rounds. Uh, you also see Mayor Corallo, who is making his own rounds. Um, but, I mean, the he's obviously not the media favorite or whatever. Uh, basically, just people are coming and paying him favors because he is the incumbent mayor. Uh, so he does have that political draw, so people are talking to him. Uh, but you see both of them kind of almost like two koi fish in a pond making their way around the outer edge. Uh, never coming together, never bisecting, uh, but they are making their rounds through the crowd. Um, I am going to be looking for, like, where the waiters and, like, people are coming out from the kitchen with, like, the hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and I'm going to go just kind of try to, like, peek in there, see what happens. Okay. As you are scanning the crowd looking for where the servers are coming, uh, you see a man dressed in all black, uh, kind of working his way through the crowd as well. Um, and you immediately just turn back to the bar and cover your face because Jeremiah is working his way through the crowd. 
Um, and you, you see that out of the corner of your eye, you see him go sit down in a corner, not the same corner as uh, Carmine Giuseppe, but he sits down in his own corner, has his drink, and just kind of starts surveying the crowd as well. Um, but you see that, and you sneak over to the um, service entrance, and you see them coming out, coming in, trays, all that stuff. Alright, uh, I'm going to speak into my, speak to myself, <laughs> to, to the team. Alright guys, we got some, we got some bad news. What is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were like, waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, we were just like, okay. What's the bad news, Bill? That you're horribly dressed. Yeah. We already knew that one. Pretty much the only one that can respond to that is Rand. That's true. So. Uh, so, my boss is here, and he is a seedy fellow. And I don't know what this means, but I know it makes things a lot more complicated. So. Um, he's going to be the big, the big, big fella who's dressed in black over at the table. Where's he at? In the corner? Yeah, he's in a, he's in a corner. He's in a corner table. You'll know when you see him, trust me. Uh, I'm going to scope out the kitchens and see if I can make my way to the service exit under the guise of being a little inebriated. Um, so hopefully I don't get kicked out, but, uh, somebody keep an eye on Pip, please. Got it. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Watching the video cameras. Okay. So you two come out um, of the bathroom. What do y'all do? Who else is at Jeremiah's table? So you come out, you scan the room, um, and you do find Jeremiah. Uh, This is the first time that you have ever seen him. Mm -hmm. But he is a dark-skinned man. He is wearing a black suit. He has a bolo tie, but instead of, like, the Lone Star of Texas or something like that, it is a... uh, a skull Uh, but at the table you see uh, two people arriving uh, as you're walking out of the bathroom one is this older uh, shorter man Um, he's not ancient but he has messy white hair he has huge spectacles on his face he is wearing a suit that is ill made for him Uh, he kind of slouches and rubs his hand nervously looking back and forth at everybody and he slides into the seat next to Jeremiah Um, and you also see an older lady um, who is not elegantly dressed but she has a cane and she has like this shawl thrown around her shoulders Uh, and behind her you see three well-dressed men uh, almost identical uh, standing behind her and they join Jeremiah at the table, he nods both of them, and they start casually talking. Does Bill see any of the people that sit down at the table with Jeremiah? No, Bill has gone to the service. I didn't know if they... Right? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to go over and talk to them, as stupid as that may sound. Do you want to go with me? Do you want to keep an eye on Pip? Do you want to hang out at the bar? I'll keep an eye on Pip. Okay. Um, Let me know if you need anything. You do the same. So I'm going to go over there. Um, I 
I'm going to introduce myself to the older woman first. Okay, you walk up. Um, as you get closer, they all stop their conversation and look at you because you're walking up to their table. Hi, I am Faye Carver. I was just coming to introduce myself, get to know everybody here. And you're looking at the older lady? Uh-huh. Well, hello, dearie. She holds out a wrinkled hand. I take it. I shake her A hand. pleasure to meet you, Miss Carver. You can call me Miss Minnie. Miss Minnie, it's very nice to meet you. So what do y'all do? <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, the twitchy, nervous fellow, he's messing with his hands. Uh, I do nothing. Uh, I see nothing. Mm, I need this. He takes a <laughs> giant drink. Uh, Jeremiah, full of swagger, says, Well, uh, hello, Miss Carver, was it? Yes, sir. He holds out his hand. She hesitates and takes it. Okay, and he kisses your hand. It is very rare that I meet someone so... He looks you up and down. Finally dressed as you. Well, you know, I was just dressing for the occasion. But thank you for noticing. And dress you did. And Miss Minnie, like, taps him with her cane. You calm down, you horn dog. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Minnie, I think I like you. (laughs) That's because you don't know me yet, sweetie. (laughs) So, what are y'all doing here tonight? (laughs) The nervous man keeps twitching. I, uh, we are just concerned citizens here to inspect everything that is happening. Um... Please leave us alone. And Jeremiah pats him on. Now, calm down, calm down, Doc. It's just a nice little lady asking a few questions. Faye, like, kind of seems taken aback, faking all of it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to to overstep. I just, you know, I'm a friendly person, wanted to get to know everyone. Yes, well, no one is friendly because of their own accord. If you would, please, we are talking. Well, certainly. I didn't want to interrupt. Well, if, you know, y'all finish talking and want to catch up, I'd love to get to know more about y'all later. And Jeremiah says, you can find me anytime at the Golden Flamingo, young lady. Gives you a wink. And he says, you may not find me anywhere again. And uh, Miss Minnie says, it was nice to meet you, uh, young fair maiden. She dips her head knowingly. Faye, like, slightly curtsies and nods and then walks off. Okay. And then she gets on her, like, as she's walking, she's like, holy crap, guys, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. <laughs> and then walks to the bar and meets up with Esther. Okay. As you are walking over, uh, the lights kind of dim and a spotlight comes up on the stage. Um, you see uh, a very handsome man get up on stage. Uh, you immediately recognize him, you two that are in the room. Uh, you immediately recognize him as Drace DeSantos. This is the CEO of Legendary Solutions. Um, but he gets up on stage, uh, taps the mic. Uh, welcome, everyone. I'm uh, happy to see so many of you here tonight. It's encouraging to see so many people invested in the future of this city, which I suppose is a good time to mention that the proceeds of those overpriced plates you're finishing up will go to help feed the city. 
Anyway, I'm just the host, not the main event. Let's hear a round of applause for our mayoral candidates tonight. And there is clapping, clapping, clapping. As a Mayor Corallo and Pip Hamill step on stage uh, behind their respective podiums. Uh, Corallo is wearing his neat suit. His salt and pepper hair is neatly combed, and he waves to the crowd with a devilish grin on his face. Opposite him behind the other podium is Pip Hamill, wearing a similarly pressed tux with his sandy blonde hair combed back. His tux is accented by a bright green tie, and he seems equally as confident as the incumbent. Uh, Linda Lockwood uh, stands up, kind of waves to the crowd, and people recognize her and clap as well because she's a social media darling. Um, And Linda introduces herself and begins quizzing the two candidates. Um, So you can either choose to, I mean, listen to what they're saying or uh, continue your investigation in whatever way you want to. Um, Bill, you went back into the back, so what are you kind of looking for in the service? I'm trying to see if I can get back to, um, like, down to the service exit, like what the quickest way there is <laughs> without getting thrown out. <laughs> okay. Roll a uh, sneak around. All right. So I'm going to use stealthy. Um, would you take good bluff or no? I mean, I guess that would happen. If I run into somebody, that'd be useful. Yeah, if you run into somebody. Yeah. Risk taker and stealthy? If you roll well, you uh, won't run into do you Do you have stealthy? Yeah. Then just do stealthy. So plus one, what'd you get? Get wrecked. 12. 12? Dang. Okay. Yeah. You um, work your way through. Anybody that's, like, coming, you, like, make yourself look like you're busy and stuff like that. (laughs) Or you duck around corners, things like that. You very stealthily make your way back. Uh, You do find kind of, like, I'm going to take them this way, down this corner, down around here, through the doors, outside, up the ramp, to the SUV. Got it. Got it. Um, so that that's what you do. Um, nope. Back inside, girls, what are you doing? I think I'm just scanning. Mm. I think I'm just scanning. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of scanning, like keeping an eye on the stage, and like maybe even moving like a little closer to the stage, um, and just looking. To see, like, if there's anybody, like, moving suspiciously or, like, signaling to each other in the crowd or something, you know, just... You notice that as soon as, like, the main event starts, like, Mm -hmm. everybody kind of finds their seats and sit down. Uh, So, really, if you're working your way through the crowd, you would be the only one standing up, besides people that are, like, along the peripheral walls. Mm -hmm. I assume that we have a table to sit at? Yeah, sure. You can find one very easily. So I'm moving towards a seat at a table. Okay. You sit down at the table, no problem. It blows up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> as soon as you sit down, you die. You die. Um, Make a new character. Linda continues her questioning, you know, what are you going to do about this section of the city? What is your plan to improve? <coughs> what is your plan to improve the uh, the parks around town? Things like that. Um, and uh, we'll pick up kind of in mid uh, answering with Corallo. 
And by relocating money from that sector, we can begin to improve roads downtown. And then there's some polite applause to the answer. Uh, Linda nods politely and turns to Pip. D.A. Hamill, there are many stories being reported in the news every night, but none is more heinous or troubling than the string of missing children from all across the city. Uh, Pip Hamill, what are your thoughts on this? And Hamill uh, purses his lips. He excels. Thank you for bringing this up, Linda. Because I think that even though this is being reported, it's not being talked about. Children are the future of this city. And we should be devoting every ounce of energy, every pound of manpower defining our kids. I've gone on the record many times about the failings of the current administration. But I don't think any are as egregious as this. But maybe I'm too hard on Mayor Corallo because he does have his hands tied. Or rather, he has his fingers knuckles deep in the pockets of the criminal element of this city. And you hear like this, oh, kind of murmuring happening in the, um, the crowd. And you see like Mayor Corallo's face get kind of flushed. And if he dedicated even a minuscule amount of the energy he does to kissing the collective asses of the mafia, this problem would be suddenly there's a sound of shattering glass, followed by a scream of pain as a deep stain of crimson spreads from D.A. Pip Hamill's chest. The finely dressed guests begin to stampede as people rush for cover. End of episode. God, I hate you. We re- Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. Our next episode will be released on June 18th. If you have Facebook or Twitter, so do we. So you can totally go follow us on those platforms and like get up-to-date information about the show and behind-the-scene pictures and talk to us and chat with us. It's like super dope, and you should totally do it, dude. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak Productions. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. And when you purchase the core rulebook, don't forget to use our listener-specific discount code, MISTCONCEPTIONSFAN, all one word, all lowercase, to get $5 off your purchase. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode, and we'll hear here in a little bit, was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger, but uh, you know maybe that will make you come back next time on June 18th to see what happens. Keep it nerdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>